Welcome to Hearts and Stripes, your one-stop shop for all things military marriage. I hope our discussions and interviews equip you with the tools to start or grow a beautiful marriage as we address the benefits and challenges of marriage. I believe life's most precious moments are worth celebrating, so I'll help you design your marriage blueprint in alignment with your core values. Thank you for joining us, and remember to rate, subscribe, and review. Let's do this. All right, everyone, help me welcome our special guest for this episode of Marriage and Leadership. Matrice, say hello to everyone. Hello, everyone. So thank you so much for joining us. I'm really excited to chat with you. We actually met at NDC at the MSOI Town Hall. So it was such a pleasure to meet you very briefly there, but we connected virtually in these internet streets. Um, And and that's normally how military spouses are able to connect and and really form bonds and really learn from one another. So I'm really excited to hear your thoughts and your experiences as it relates to marriage and leadership. But before we dive into all of that, I would love for you to share your mill marriage story. Awesome. Well, I am so honored to be here uh, on this platform, sharing this virtual space with you, Miss Bria. I was so um, impressed with your story yourself. And once I met you, I, of course, went home and Googled you and had to find out more about you <laughs> yeah. um, and your story and how you got to be on that wonderful stage uh, with Soy in 2021. Well, you were 20 and 21. So that yeah. was awesome right there. So, um, so for me, uh, my military story started 27 years ago, officially. I've been married to my Marine for 27 years now. And um, we can tack on four years before that because um, I was dating my Marine who was at the time at the Naval Academy. And uh, so we are childhood sweethearts, as they say. And for those who are listening and know anything about the United States Naval Academy, we're part of the 2% Club, which means we dated the whole four years while he was there and I was in college at the same time, right after we both graduated in 1994, back in the 90s, as my youngest daughter would say. Um, And we got married in 1994, right after we graduated and our military marriage started right out of college. So we were off and running as soon as he put on his uh, bars as a young lieutenant. So that was where we started. That is awesome. And I love that you dropped that. So for those who know the 2% club, no, that is, that is awesome. And I love how um, you kind of knew very early on And would you say that your relationship really started as a friendship starting that young? 100%. um, We can really go back. And uh, we are part of the 90s club. We um, met at church in 1990. And we literally um, had mutual friends at church. And for those churchgoers, you know how that is. You know, you're in the choir together and you have friends. And your friend says, you know, he likes you, that kind of thing. So, um, so yeah, we started out as friends and we were supporting each other through um, the end of our high school days and going off into college. And that was really the beginning of uh, what I would say is our strong marriage today because we were truly friends. Um, there was a lot going on uh, at that time, getting ready to graduate and go into 
um, our college career. So that support was very important to us. And I found him to be a really good listener. Oh, that is a good one to sneak in there. So, sir, you just got cool points here, um, especially on Hearts and Stripes podcast, because listening is such a huge thing. And I love how you identified that quality early on. And it sounds like it's carried you through the 27 plus, because um, we definitely count them four years. That That is... <laughs> That is definitely something to count. Um, and, and I love how that's kind of applied throughout. So I guess asking now, um, looking back over those years, kind of share how um, someone who would be listening, they may see you and they're like, wow, you are a part of my leadership, right? You are higher ranking. Um, you, you, this, look, you're not new to this. You are true to this. You've been... Uh, a Marine spouse and a, and a leadership, a spouse of leadership and has led in not just as a military spouse, but in other spaces uh, in the nonprofit world. Share a little bit about your philosophy on leadership and marriage and how maybe they um, complement one another or, or values and things that you've maybe learned from marriage to leadership and vice versa. Absolutely. Uh, I thought about this uh a little bit when you were um, sharing these questions with me and I, you know, a whole lot of thoughts went into my mind about, you know, where our journey started and, you know, where we are today. And some of the things that really just kind of kept repeating itself um, as it relates to marriage and leadership uh, was understanding and mm. mutual respect. So I'll say understanding first, because we had to come to an understanding of where we were as individuals first, you know, what were our expectations of one another, and being able to share that early on uh, was pivotal to where we were going to go next. Uh, we didn't always hit that target, but we were definitely um, aiming for it. Um, I probably, I will admit, I missed it more often <laughs> trying hey, to, we you know, navigate have. myself. Um, you know, being really a young couple, we were growing up together, uh, but at the same time, we were, we knew we were committed to our relationship. We were definitely committed to the marriage itself, and we were going to do whatever it took to make it work. And so that understanding was important. So when it came to understanding the military, my my uh, early lesson was finding mentorship. I'm a big advocate for mentoring relationships. Um, I was always looking for someone who did it before I did it. Uh, so I learned early on that was how I was going to survive was, you know, connecting to someone who I could say, how do I do this? Is this, right. am I going to survive this? And I always found someone who was willing to um, share some nuggets with me. Um, I often wanted to hang on to them for dear life for the rest of my life, but I also learned that they were um, in my life for a moment. So uh, kind of midway through my life and marriage, um, I started to see that I became the mentor myself. So I'll just kind of say that having that lesson early on, knowing that um, I had to pay it forward um, as I learned yeah. lessons, I had to give it to somebody else because I benefited from someone's experiences and uh, what they shared with me, and I wanted to do the same. So I think that in marriage and as it relates to leadership, someone's always looking at you and you want to definitely have, have your hand out for someone um, to, you can reach out to them and bring them along. 
Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I love how you broke that down with understanding and mutual respect leading off because that's something that is absolutely crucial in a marriage relationship. And as you as you lead others, um, those two go hand in hand. And I love that you practice that at home first before you do that outwardly um, in the world with different people. I also love the fact that you sought out mentors. And I don't, I don't necessarily hear people do that as often now. Um, I think, and if I can be transparent, I think a lot of times you, you run to people when you like need something, not before you need something. And I think if we could get some, some mentors around us and the way I like to think of um, the people, I, I think about guarding the seats at, at my table, right? So at my table, I definitely want to have a mentor at my table. I definitely want to have peers who are sitting that who are on my same level so we can compare notes sometimes <laughs> to see what's going on. And then, like you said, I love that I should also have somebody at my table where I can reach back to and say, hey, let me offer you the little bit that I have gleaned over these times, the lessons learned and what have you, um, because you give that example of at some point you looked up and you were the mentor. <laughs> and, and I think that can come to, for us a lot sooner than we thought, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's how it was for me. Actually, my husband shared that one time with me. I was in a place uh, where I was just really trying to figure out life. It was, um, I don't call it midlife crisis because I was a little young for that, but um, my <laughs> yeah. children were getting older and I started to see them in a, um, in a season of their lives where, and I'll just plug in right now, I got three children, they're three young adults. Um, but at the time I was coming out of that space of being full-time mom and um, I had other roles, but my primary role when I became a mother was definitely my children. And so I was getting to a stage in my life where I knew I was gonna to need to figure out who I was going to be next. Um, and I look at my life also in seasons, um, just mm. like winter, spring, summer, fall, um, you, you have a season in your life and those seasons come and they go. And so I learned that as well. There are spring seasons when things are blooming. There's right. that hot summer where you're like, everything is rolling and everything is going great. And then there's the fall where you're starting to see that you need to kind of step back and assess and um, edit. That's a new thing that I learned, edit my life. Oh, so I like that one. Look back and see, you know, in the fall, things start to kind of reveal itself. The leaves fall down and you can kind of see between the trees, right? So that was a season in my life where I was and I was looking to see who was I between the leaves and the trees. Um, and so that was when my husband shared, he said, you've been asking about, you know, who's going to, you know, who's there for you and who's going to mentor you or where's that person that did the thing that you want you know to see and he said well Matrice is you now you know stop spending so much time looking for someone to mentor you and now start to focus on who you can find to be a mentor to and then that is a good lesson and um in life because then you stop focusing on yourself and you start mm. focusing on others. And that can help in so many ways with your personal growth and development because the more self-centered you are and you know, the what about me 
then you kind of get off your purpose, I believe. And so that that is all a part of, you know, my journey in this military life. Um, there have been civilians as well as military people in my life that have um, helped me along the way, but I definitely look for the people who have walked in my shoes. And I and I'm a very active person to say, if yeah. someone says, hey, if you ever need anything, I am the person who's going to call you oh, up. Oh, I'm a follow-up. <laughs> yes, and I love that about you because you weren't, you are very open in that way. But look, let me unpack some of that because you were dropping a whole lot of great insight in just that. I loved how you talked about your life in seasons because I definitely resonate. I do the same thing. Um, and knowing that each season is okay. It is okay when you're in that more dormant season. It is okay when you are in that season where you're seeing that harvest. You, it is okay um, for the vacation time frame and it's warm and it's hot and you got your beach body and it's okay when you don't. <laughs> but when you when you got that insulation, <laughs> when you got that insulation, right? And, and I think um, the other thing that I really liked about that is you talked about editing um, and then also being selfless. Um, and recognizing that your focus needs to not be on yourself from a, I need someone to lead me, but look at who can I serve and who can I lead. And I think that really ties into your view. And I would say that you, you as a couple, right, collectively as servant leaders um, and how you navigate this military life. Um, and, and just your philosophy on servant leadership, which is something that I truly do um, believe in. You mentioned you and your spouse met in church. My husband and I did as well. And the example that we typically point to is of Christ. And he was the least of these serving the 12 disciples, right? So that's a picture of you supposed to be the, the man out here calling in shots, doing the things, working the miracles, but you are like washing feet, like, if that is not humbling, I don't know what else is, but it's a great picture to see how someone in authority can be of best service when they are truly serving. So I would love, love for you to, to talk to, um, in your marriage, even how does servant leadership play a role? And then as you find yourself now as a mentor, how does that play a role? Uh, I would say in my looking back over these wonderful experiences that we've had, um, I always tell people, and I say it often, I, I love my military life. I am definitely a Marine Corps spouse, um, true to heart. I'm actually a Marine Corps mom as well. So I have definitely drank the Kool-Aid. So I'm all about the family dynamic and how to make families more resilient um, in this very challenging yet um, eventful life that we live. And so how I go about doing that is um, finding ways of connecting to other people. My husband and I do this quite frequently throughout um, the years in leadership at different levels. Uh, we connect with the families. Um, in the Marine Corps um, side of the house, we have Marine and family programs. And I know the other services have something similar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the first things that I um, plug into or, you know, what's going on with the Marine and family programs. And, you know, whether it's a, you know, seminar workshop links, um, orientation, whatever it is, because that's where I'm going to meet other people who are like me. 
And if I can do that, the sooner I do it, and I didn't know it in the beginning, but the more I learned it and the more I practiced it, um, the better I became at connecting to other people. And when I got connected to other people, I started to find out what it was that um, they were going to need. I would ask questions about uh, just to get to know them, you know, where you're from, you know, are you liking it way out here in California if you're from, you know, Florida? Um, and if you're not enjoying your experience, what is it that we can do to help you enjoy it better? And one of the things that um, I would find is that people weren't connected to the uh, resources that were available on the bases. And so I became a big advocate for all things military resource, <laughs> uh, whatever the resources were. I was, you know, a big poster child for it. I was like, hey, have you I signed love up it. for this class? Yeah. <laughs> have you, you need looked it. into it? Are you are you connected? Um, because that was probably the one thing that I I experienced myself was the loneliness of not having my family with me. So again, just early on I learned to be connected. And so I was able to just kind of pay that forward and do the same thing for others. Yeah, I love that message of paying it forward. And I let me thank you. Thank you for being a poster child to resources because anyone who listens to Hearts and Stripes know we are all about a good resource, um, something tangible that people can sign up for, take part in, um, listen to, work through. Um, that That is really big. And I don't know, we'll have to look more into it. I would love to get some data to see how um, I, I want to say underutilized some of our resources go in our armed forces, because I could imagine that they are. Well, I would definitely say that they are, and we have to really um, do a good job at uh, word of mouth because yes. the programs are out there and we know, and the reality is when the programs are not utilized, they go away. So, you know, we will shoot ourselves in the foot, so to speak, when we say, hey, there's nothing for us out there. Um, you know, there was at one point and then it didn't get utilized. So people look at budgets and they say, hey, that program isn't getting used. So that's, a, you know, um, a waste of resources. So we're not going to continue to fund that. So again, right. military spouses have to, military spouses and family members have to do um, a good job at sharing the resources once you experience it. So if you have something that uh, worked for you, you know, tell somebody else. And that is, I'm, I'm doing it now. Um, yeah. You know, say I wanted my favorite things to do is to get connected with the um, uh, officer spouses clubs. And now there are a lot of um, joint clubs and uh, all hands clubs. And yeah. one of my favorite things to do when I go to a base is I'm like, hey, where's the, you know, where's the club? Right. <laughs> exactly. No, I love that. And join the club. <laughs> join the club. And let me just spell this out for anyone who may be listening and this is maybe like going over your head we are talking about you so take a little take a deep breath and think about how you can start being a part of this change where we are really spreading the news about what is open and available to us share this podcast with someone Maybe you have a friend who is in the Marine Corps. You know, we are Air Force, but I know I got some friends over there. Hey, y'all. Um, sharing this and the opportunities and even someone um, like a mentor that we have here in Matrice, this is a great resource to share. The programs that are going on installation, those are great things to share. Are we um, being stingy and hoarding the things that are 
adding to our lives or are we being open and sharing them, especially to that newer married couple, that younger couple who has no idea what's going on. I think oftentimes we get worried about how we'll be received when we share something or if we see someone. And even if they are not just bubbly and warm in receiving that information, I promise you they will be grateful that you spoke to them, that they felt seen and that you were willing to share something that has personally impacted you. So before we went on, I just had to foot stomp that really quickly because the responsibility is with all of us. And if I can tie it to our series, that is how you become a leader. That is how you lead right where you are, regardless of a title or a rank. That is a great way for you to pick up uh, the baton and to be a leader right where you are by sharing these resources. And shameless plug, shout out to militarymarriageday.com, which has a whole resource page. So if you need some marriage resources, y'all know where to go. So Matrice, I love that you shared resources. Did you have any other advice or another resource maybe that you would want to share before we let you go? Absolutely. Um, I was listening to your podcast, Shameless Plug, Hearts and Stripes. I was listening to it. So I heard you mention the five love languages. And so that oh, one yes. is very familiar with some of your listeners. So kudos to you on that. But I want to add one to that. And it's the five languages of apology. So the five languages of apology is written by Dr. Chapman as well. And similar to the love languages, it tells us how to apologize to others, whether it's your spouse, your children, and whatever relationships we have. So we all learn different ways or have different ways of accepting apologies uh, from people. So there, I'm not going to go through the five, I'll let you read the book on it. But for example, if you just say, I'm sorry to the recipient, that might not be enough. You may need to say, I realize what I have done. I will not do it again. So that's an example of one of the ways you can um, it, admit that you are wrong. You know, that's kind of one of the ways of apologizing is not just saying, I'm sorry, but admitting that you're wrong. So that goes right along with the five love languages since we learn about the five love languages and hopefully your listeners have um, read that, but to go along with it, uh, the five languages of apology by Dr. Chapman, that's a really good resource. Ooh, now that is amazing. So I'm going to have to check it out for myself because I could definitely utilize that personally to apologize when my Jersey tone comes up. Sorry. So um, no, I think that's great, especially because that's something that can be utilized as a leader and also in your marriage relationship. So thank you for that resource. We will definitely link that below in the show notes so that it'll just be a click away for some people and they can get get that um, access to that resource. So good. So, 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 so good. So before I let you go, um, I definitely am at one of my favorite parts of the podcast, which is our heart tracks. So for those who have been longtime listeners, you know that heart tracks is basically the theme song that our guests get to pick. And the heart track, they are all on Spotify. You will see a link in the show notes to the full playlist. And it is just our way of giving you a little reminder of the discussion, the topics that we cover here on Hearts and Stripes. And by all means, if you listen to it while you're cleaning, riding in your car, 
or you maybe want to set the mood with heart tracks. We're good with that too. So Matrice, you are in the hot seat now. What is our heart track for this episode? You have put me on the spot and I could not decide which one was my favorite. Now I did tell you that we are 90s babies. We grew oh, up in I'm the ready 90s. for it. We all about the 90s. We are so in love with 90s R&B. So my heart track, I have two. Perfect. Montel Jordan, this is how we do it. Oh, this yes. This is how we do our marriage. We love to lead people. We love to be a part of the military community. And so this is how we do it. And that's the way love goes by Janet Jackson. She's always going to put you in the groove. And that is the way our love goes. So those are my two. Listen, our playlist just got leveled up with these 90s classics. These are some really great songs. And I love that. I absolutely love that. Yes, you are allowed to have two. (laughs) It is the it's the marriage and leadership uh series. Y'all, y'all get whatever you (laughs) so no, that is awesome. I hope that you guys enjoy a little Montel Jordan and Janet Jackson that will be hitting the hearts and stripes heart tracks playlist on spotify again that link will be in the show notes so matrice thank you so much for joining us on hearts and stripes podcast this has been such a pleasure i'm excited to the relationship we will continue to build together i definitely see you as one of my mentors um and and i love that we both can add to one another so for anyone else who is listening out there feel free to connect with either of us. If you have any questions, make sure that you let Matrice know that you heard her right here on the podcast. And again, thank you so much for being a part. Thank you for having me. God bless you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to rate, subscribe, and review. This is Hearts and Stripes. We are the few, the proud, that aim high and are forged by love always ready, always there. We are Mill Marriage Strong.